the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh, fight. On weei.com. Off day podcast. Uh, the people demanded we do one, so that's what we do. We're a podcast of the people, so we are doing a podcast. And uh, we're expanding our abilities to do podcasts. I'm sitting in my car just outside the station on my phone between coronavirus and the world we live in and these uh, impromptu podcasts, we're really, we're finding a way to get it done. But more importantly, uh, I'd like to echo the words of Tom Brady and uh, the words of my own son last night when he high-stepped across my lawn yelling, let's go, when he found out that Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. Cam Newton has injected life into a lifeless um, training camp, in my opinion, for the Patriots. I, I, like, I don't know what's going to happen. We can talk about why it happened late. Is it good news, bad news, all those things. But the one thing that I, I can't get away from is whatever we see in July and August, and I don't know whether we'll be there, whether any fans will get to see anything, whenever you – there's going to be excitement surrounding the Patriots entering training camp in August. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair point. That I think that things are sort of stale this offseason. There's only so much Jared Stidham stuff you could talk about and hype him up and you know review his past and all that. And now you have a proven guy in Cam Newton in the building, which can get you excited. But I guess let's get get to it. What was your initial reaction when you saw the news? Like, what what were your immediate thoughts? Certainly, I was surprised because I had and I wrote this last night on the website. I was part of the narrative machine that we've been you know chugging along since Brady left that okay no Andy Dalton no trade no Jordan Love no draft pick no nothing they're all signs of confidence in Jared Stidham the post Brady plan is to go to Stidham see what he's got there's no guarantees but ever all confidence and everybody said it right whether it was local guys national guys every tv radio Tom Dick and Harry it was all positive, right? They all, you don't, don't worry what Belichick says, watch his actions and his actions tell you he's given the damn ball to Jared Stidham and he feels okay with that. I, now I don't know what to think because if he felt okay with Stidham, what's Cam Newton doing here? Is he just a backup? Is he an insurance policy? Because I assume Cam Newton is battling for the starting job from day one. So to me, it feels more like now the actions tell you there was no plan at quarterback. You're taking things as they come along. You couldn't afford Cam Newton previous, but now that he has no better option and is willing to sign for a million bucks in veteran minimum, whatever it is, that, oh, yeah, that's good value. I can't pass that up. But that's not a plan. That's just reacting to the world around you. That's not proactive. That's reactive. So excitement-wise, great. Cam Newton's here. Now, is he Cam Newton from 2015 or is he Cam Newton who can't run or throw, right? Probably closer to the latter. (laughs) Right. So. We'll see, um, but I just it's, – it's, that's the reaction that, okay, so much for the Jared Stidham era. And I also wonder, all those people that made excuses for Stidham's final year at Auburn and he was a little bit – you know, there was nobody around him in the offense and, you know, you hope he's not – you know, uh, his confidence wasn't shaken in that. Well, if that shook his confidence, what the hell is it going to do to have an MVP walk in the room who's a brash, loud uh, extrovert? I mean, to me, all along for three months, I've said it was Jared Stidham's job to lose, that I didn't believe the Brian Hoyer talk. Now I think it's Cam Newton's job to lose. 
No, see, I still think it's Jared Stidham's job to lose. I still think that they're – like, he has such an advantage. I know we probably will get into this, but he was here all last year in this whole offseason. He knows the offense. Cam Newton doesn't know anything. Cam Newton is going to be coming in here late July, first day of training camps, where the first day he's been around his new teammates. Like, he's not going to have any, you know, past, you know, meetings, doesn't know any of his receivers, doesn't know the system, doesn't know his coaching staff. I think he's behind the eight ball from the beginning. And I don't know. I, I still – I just have a feeling that it's not going to work out and it's going to be Jared Stidham starting week one. This is going to sound harsh, but I think that's dated logic. Jared Stidham ran the offense a year ago that was made for who? Tom Brady. No, but they still had this offseason. Like, so and the, what did they do this offseason? So Cam missed a couple Zoom calls? Well, I Missed would, a couple throwing sessions with Edelman? Like we, talked, and, like we talked about last week, why was Jared Fish brought in? to change the offense dramatically. And that's, I think, a benefit, not a detriment to Cam Newton. Oh, he no. didn't miss all that much. I think he and Jared Stidham will learn the new Patriots offense together starting July 28th. And it's going to be the same offense for both. It's not going to be an either or like it was on some degree for Tim Tebow or even Jimmy Garoppolo. They're both, you know, versatile, athletic, Auburn quarterbacks. And so I think they're going to be neck and neck learning the offense together. And that that's good for Cam Newton. He's not that far behind. Now, he's behind in some relationships. Like, he hasn't spent the last 14 months with Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. But I also think some of that is devalued because Nikhil Harry's been gone all offseason. Mohamed Sanu's been gone all offseason. Even though we had that Reese report, I don't know how often Jarrett Stidham was working with the rest of these receivers in those workouts. Maybe it's been every week. Maybe it's more often than Tom Brady. I don't know. But it hasn't been reported that way. So I think this, you know, Jed Fish, Josh McDaniels, new age, versatile option offense, whatever they're going to put together, those two guys sort of start at ground one together. And it's going to be a slower process because, you know, by all accounts, I think we're going to cancel the first two preseason games. So you won't. So that means what, July, uh, August 20 something? Something like the that. first right. season? Yeah, because it was, I think it was supposed to be August 13th was the first. So I think you're right. So August 13th, 20th canceled. First one would be the 27th. Yeah. Right. So the 27th of August, a full month after they start training camp, we'll get to see Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham in the offense. A month is a long time of, and there's going to be limited media, probably no fans. It's going to be almost you know, these mad scientists working behind the scenes to unveil whatever it's going to be. So I actually think Cam Newton, like Jared Stidham doesn't have a huge advantage over him. And I think Newton's advantage is his aura, his, his confidence. Don't tell me he'll be a wallflower. He's going to come in with some swagger, with some confidence. And immediately other guys know he's Cam Newton. I mean, they've played him. They've lost to him. They've seen what he can do. I think that's, I think that's uh, an advantage for him, and that's why I think September 13th, if Cam Newton's healthy, Cam Newton will be under center at Gillette Stadium against the Dolphins. Well, let's just say, like, I still think it's Jared Stidham's job to lose because I think based on what they have in, invested in him, if Stidham shows progress and is, you know, maybe a step, you know, one peg below Newton, I still think they would go with Stidham in a way, don't you? Like, like Newton would have to be far, far better than Stidham, I think, to give him the job. Um, 
I'm not sure of that because I will say the other, my other reaction to this was we, we talked about this probably February, March, mixed messages, mixed messages as to what this year is. And yeah. this to me is another mixed message. Like, so you franchise tag Joe Tooney. Okay. You know, if you're going to pay a guard $15 million, you're probably trying to win this year. Oh, well, you're sticking with Jared Stidham. You gave money to McCourty. You traded Harmon. You didn't bring any veterans in at some of your weakest positions. Like, you didn't make any moves at receiver and tight end to really get better. You went youth. You traded out of the first round. You took a Division II safety with your top pick. Oh, yeah. So, so this is a rebuild bridge year. Oh, you signed Cam Newton for a one-year deal where he's clearly just looking to rehab his career and become yeah, a starter. A contract, get one last right. contract. So am I wrong to say these – like we keep bouncing back and forth between win this year, bridge year, compete this year, bridge year? No. Like, No, absolutely not. Because let's just say that they brought in Newton, you know, when he was released from Carolina in March. You could totally get on board saying they want to win now. They want to keep the train moving. They don't want to have a bridge here. That would be all well and good. Franchising Joe Tooney along that time frame would lead into that. But the fact that we're, whatever, three months after that and Newton was just still available, they had to take him. You're right. There is still mixed – there is a mixed message that's given. So I don't even really know – I mean, I know – we've had these bigger conversations about you know would Bill Belichick ever tank and that's not in him and he's trying to compete and all that but I do think like you're right what if it's a competition what if it's 50-50 and it you know Newton has a good preseason Newton looks good Stidham has a good preseason Stidham looks good like what how would you you know and I know all things are never equal that's Bill Belichick has said that many times all things are never equal but do you err on the side of Stidham? Because you say, okay, maybe he is the quarterback of the future and we, you know, it's time to invest in and him, or do you – He probably has more upside than Newton does. Like, Newton's kind of at the back end of his career, where Stidham's just starting his career. Well, I don't know. I mean – Newton's 31 years old with an injury history, though. Yeah, but if, he, if, they, if they try to tweak the way he plays, get him to play a little less, um, you know, not be a power-running fullback in the run game, I just – I don't know. 32 in the modern NFL means you could easily have eight or ten good seasons. Let's say eight seasons. Well, seven that's, for, seasons. that's for a guy that take care, take care of himself. I mean, Newton's going to play that way. Well, I don't. I don't. But I'm just saying it's not – He's yes, he's on the quote-unquote wrong side of 30. Yes. But at the quarterback position, most guys on the wrong side of 30 still have a long career ahead of – I mean, we've seen it. I know Brady likes to take all the credit and the TV 12 is the reason, but Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah, but mo- those guys aren't uh, Newton, with the exception of maybe Roethlisberger, but he's a different body. Roethlisberger gets the snot kicked out. That's of what him. I said. I said with the exception of Roethlisberger. So I, I don't – I mean, yes, obviously Jared Stidham's younger. The contract, you'd have him for a couple of years on contract before you'd have to make a decision. So money and age and all of that, yes, that, that's on Jarrett Stidham's side. But, again, that's assuming you look at them as being equal. And the upside – you could argue the upside of Newton is far higher than the upside of Stidham because Jarrett Stidham's a fourth-round pick. Cam Newton was a number one overall pick who led his team to the Super Bowl, who was an MVP, was 15-1, and one, was 
arguably the most unique best player in football uh, for a time, right? He, I mean, Lamar Jackson, like he was like yep. the guy. So the upside, if you think there's any chance he can get back to that, I mean, that's, that's way above Jarrett Stidham. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Jarrett Stidham necessarily well, is going to be that. No, but I'm just saying it's the wrong, he's in the wrong end. It's not like he just did this, you know, last year and, or two years ago and he's coming back from an injury. That was a long time ago. And he's, you know, shown signs of not being able to get back to that. Wait different. a minute. Pro Football Focus said that two years ago through the first eight games, he had the highest grade of this and that. Not a, but a, but a, you didn't, I'm you sure you're that? hearing a lot of that from Chris Scheim and John Anderson this week. Yes, you will, unfortunately. And I'll be uh, crapping all over it and, and as I should. But um, I, I don't know. I, look, go ahead. I don't think that Newton's here. Like, if, if the Patriots finish training camp and Newton's not the clear-cut starter, I think they release him. Like, I don't think they're going to keep around, him around to be a backup. I don't think Newton wants to be a backup. I think he'd rather take his chances at that point going to another team that, you know, had an injury during training camp or something like that. Like, I think if Newton is on the week one roster, it's because he's going to – they see him starting all 16 games. Um, probably. Um, now, I never, you know, it's always dangerous trying to crawl in Bill's head, Bill Belichick's head, but like, you know, there is just the simple, you can never have too many good football players or, right. you know, the McCordy's kind of alluded to just, you know, they're always will, the team's always willing to add good players at any position, blah, blah, blah. They'll and, figure it out later. Yep. Right. Um, and there's probably some truth that, I mean, hell, he could be a trade commodity. If he right. has a great preseason, you keep him. Some team's quarterback blows out his knee, you know, Russell Wilson or right. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And suddenly you're trading Cam Newton and you're, you had him for a training camp. You paid him prorated million dollars and you just traded him for a second round pick. Right. Right. No, I, that- I think the move can only help because of the contract. Like they can easily get out of it. They could potentially get value for it. So I can understand why they did it. I just would like to know what they told Jared Stidham. Like, what's the message being sent to nothing. him in the rest? Yeah, of the well, there, there's definitely a message sent. I guarantee they told him virtually nothing because that's how they're they not real big on that. They don't really do that kind of crap. But it sends some sort of message. I don't know what it is. And by the way, you know who else doesn't know what it is? Jared Stidham. Right. He's, he, he's churning in his own head right now, talking to his wife, wherever they are traveling down in Houston, hanging out, out to dinner, like they like to go out all the time. But he's got to be churning in his own head, just wondering, what does this mean for me? Am I not the guy anymore? Was I ever the guy? And it's the same thing that fans are going to be doing. It's the same thing that media types are going to be doing, just wondering the plan from Belichick. And that's legitimate because this is a guy, I don't know if you can hear that, but I got to tell you, this is like a skit. There's two guys with uh, leaf blowers just, like, circling my car, blowing leaves. <laughs> it's don't like they're actually honest. trying to. <laughs> I, re- I really don't hear a thing. Oh, okay. Because um, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the, the message and the, I, the downside of this is, well, if you don't like Stidham, if you never really liked Stidham, if you never thought Stidham was the stud, was the guy, then there's no downside. Right. There's absolutely no downside. You've just found – uh, an option to work with to try to get through this year. And then it's the same thing because if you, what did we talk about all the time was, you know, Oh, this year is just about finding out whether Jarrett Stidham's good. If you find out whether he's good or not, you've had a, you know, a, a valuable year because either you have your quarterback or you know, for sure you have to go get your quarterback. Correct. Well, 
if you already decided he's not the guy because you don't, you know, we misread all your moves. You just didn't like all the options that were out there. It really said nothing about Jarrett Stidham. It was more about what was available. It then you don't lose anything. You 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 try to piece together this year. You you weren't going to have a quarterback next year anyway. So Cam Newton can leave after a good year, or maybe he has a good year and says, you know what? I've needed this structure. I've always I never knew I wanted it, but I want Bill Belichick. I want to be told what I can and can't say right. and where and you know. I, I didn't know I need, I've never had that structure. I like it. I will sign with you for four years and $85 million or something, some relatively reasonable deal, you know, Brady's numbers off the books and we're in yeah. good cap position. So there, if they don't like Jared Stidham as much as we were pretending they liked Jared Stidham, there is no downside to this. If they like Stidham as much as we were pretending they liked Stidham, then I do think there's a downside. I to- totally agree, and I think we the the problem is we're not even getting any answers to these questions. Probably like some, like the preseason opener, I guess. Like who knows what who what we're gonna be down there? Who knows if we're gonna be seeing who gets the most first team reps? Who's taking the most snaps with the ones? Like how Newton looks? How Stidham looks? Like that's the problem with this is we're not gonna get real answers until like two months from now. And what? Well, let me go with something as simple as, do you think he'll be number one? Yes, I do. Like, to me, that says something right there. Like, and I agree, he's Cam Newton. He's been number one. That's his number. Like, he, but I also come from the old school, high school football where no one was allowed to wear number one because number one was a look at me. And yeah. that's where, why he wears it. Cam Newton spells his name with an I. There's no doubt right. in my mind. There's an right. I in his name somewhere. Right. Like the Superman thing, the... You know that thing he does like before the first snap where he like steps back and takes that big deep breath and points to God and Cam Newton's about Cam Newton and he always has and always will. And and that's why I have my doubts of it working. I I don't think he he's all about Cam Newton and if you know it's about Jared Stidham's development and maybe he's not getting the reps he thinks he deserves or or wants. I could see him you know blowing up in a way. Right, and that's my biggest question. It's not his health. It's not his age. It's not his does he fit in whatever system they create? It's does he fit in the world of the Patriots with that attitude? And, the, and you can't, I'm sorry, you can't, I don't think you can flick that switch and change that overnight huh. and be, not be that guy. Um, and I think of him in a way like Martellus Bennett, like that personality, that loud, outspoken. And I, you know, I listened to one of the guys on our station that covered him in Carolina. And that's what he said. Like, what you see is what you get. He's loud. He's outspoken but people gravitated toward him. I don't know if that works in New England the way they are. And no. I also wonder, could there be a divide of like the old guys, McCourty and Slater? Well, that's what I was they- going to say. Where does he fit into that? He's not, he's definitely not like the, you know, super, I don't know what the, what the word is, but like, he's not, he's not the, the leader that Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty is sure. Newton leads in, in other ways, but they're not on the same same level of right. how they lead. Or even maybe Julian Edelman on offense. But what if he really connects with, um, you know, Nikhil Harry and Devin Asiasi and, you know, you know Sony Michelle, these young guys that might have similar SEC swagger and, and, and really go in that direction? Does that change the whole environment? And, and is, is that good? Is that accepted? Is that, oh, these are the new Patriots. This is the new Patriot way because, you know, we know they've brought in guys of all different 
egos and styles and personalities over the years. And it worked because it was Tom Brady's team and Bill Belichick's team. It's different when the guy that comes in with the questionable personality is the quarterback. That's a whole different, that's different than, than even Antonio Brown, right? That like, that's a whole new ball game. Right. Right. So that's where my biggest doubts come. But I also, to some degree, you could be selling your soul. Okay. We think Jared Stidham's not very good. We're not starting Brian Hoyer. We need a quarterback. Maybe Cam Newton doesn't feel like a Bill Belichick Patriot, but he's the best option we have at quarterback right now, and we got to go do it because, damn it, we need to win football games. I'm chasing freaking Don Shula. We, you know, we, we can still be competitive in the East if we have a quarterback. You know, look at Josh Allen. You, we can't be better than Josh Allen. You know, those type, that mentality, okay, well, maybe you scramble, you sell out, and you bring somebody in you might no, not normally consider. Right. All right. Well, you can listen to Andy talk about this pretty much probably all week on the station, <laughs> uh, from 10, 10 to 2, and then uh, Friday morning. So uh, you can thank the Patriots for having this come out because this would have been probably a dull week otherwise, and now you have plenty to talk about. Well, no, it wouldn't have been a dull week. We would have been talking about how the Patriots were fined over a million dollars oh, and lost yeah. the third-round pick for cheating. We didn't, even, we didn't even get into that. Funny coincidence how that came out the same night. It's almost like it was planned and, and it's a perfect plan and it was executed to perfection because the entire football world is talking about the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton on field, and almost no one, no one is talking about the, the penalties that, which in my opinion, surprisingly harsh. Yes. The, um, the web traffic says so. I mean, I posted two things from Schefter, one talking about the penalties and one talking about Newton and Newton's probably tripling it up right now. Yeah. Cause Cam Newton, um, just so you know, Cam Newton's a superstar. Oh, yeah. Or Cam Newton was a superstar and is still a star name. And, I, again, I, like from a barometer of my son has not cared about the Patriots this offseason. We saw, you know, I use him as the example. He bought a Gronk jersey for Tampa yeah. Bay. Everybody's been following Tampa Bay in the workouts. They've been the it team. The Patriots offseason was about departures, right? It was about people leaving and nothing yeah. fun. Now the Patriots offseason is about Cam Newton, somebody coming who excites a fan base. I don't know if it'll work, but it's done two things. It's brought excitement to training camp and the offseason, even if it's late. And it has buried the fact that they got buried by the NFL with a harsh penalty for, quote-unquote, Spygate 2. So, two birds, one stone, Cam Newton. All right. This was the emergency podcast. We, again, once again, our, our listeners ask. We deliver. So don't say we don't, we don't care about our listeners because we do. We care about them very much. Yes, and thank you for listening. If you have responses, uh, go to at offdaypod on Twitter interact with Ryan. He'll pass those along. Maybe we'll talk about them in another podcast moving forward. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you later. Peace out.